Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Fantastic Escapades. This is Krista. I am your host, and I have with me as my co-host, the lovely Miss Rebecca. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Hey, everybody. How are you doing this morning? Nice Uh, morning. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a little chilly outside, but nice for a Friday day off work. Oh yeah, for sure. And nice fall weather, right? I mean, Halloween is coming up and you, you, it's, there's something about tropical weather for Halloween that just doesn't sit right with us, right? No, exactly. We need to be wearing jackets over our costumes. Oh, and I remember, I remember going on um, trick or treating one time in the pouring rain and Paris (laughs) went up, Paris, my daughter, my middle daughter, um, went up to one of the doors to trick or treat and came back with an umbrella. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how you can do that, kid, but you're awesome. Excellent. (laughs) Anyways, Rebecca, since this is your first time on the podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's kind of fun and interesting and funky about you? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm a 40-something-year-old mom. I have an awesome 15-year-old boy, uh, married to a wonderful man, and uh, I have a couple of dogs and a bunch of cats. I'm an optician. I'm a little bit of a pagan, witchy kind of gal, and I love to cross stitch. Awesome. Yeah. And do you not have rocks in your history, too? I, I do have rocks in my history as well. Yeah, I used to be a geologist at one time uh, until I had my son and decided that that lifestyle was not for me. So kind of fell into becoming an optician, which I love and uh, and I don't look back. So I think that is super cool, the whole geology thing. It's better to have rocks in your history than rocks in your head, right? But <laughs> that's absolutely true. Honest to God. So what is the what is the burning passion in your life from day to day? Well, mostly helping people, I think. I get um I get a real sense of fulfillment from my job in that um, you know, I can help people see better and um get through their daily lives better and also, just being an awesome mom to my to my kiddo, you know, I just want to do everything that I can for for him and to be, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life, happy spouse, happy house type thing. I so I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just really a um, I'm a real people pleaser, I guess. So I just want to make everybody happy. Awesome. I'm kind of the same way, you know. I did a podcast interview yesterday um, about love vitamins i mean this is it was called love vitamins or something like that like i'm terrible with the names of the podcast (laughs) anyways um and her podcast is all about love and how does it play into your life and i said well you know love is kind of the central theme in my life because it's important to me in my relationship but it's also what i do as a dating coach you know i'm trying to bring love to everybody and it sounds kind of um i don't know I don't know what the word would be. I said, I said kind of soap opera-ish, but it's true, right? I mean, if this is a central theme and some people are so career oriented, right? It's all about, I need to make money and I need to do this and I need to do that. Or some people are, you know, they've got sports that they're into, but for you and I, I think our family, our, our happiness and, you know, making the people around us happy and helping other people is, is a central theme. And I don't think, I don't think that's, um, I can't remember the word. Fuck. Um, I don't think that's just lip service. I think that that's actually the way we live our lives, which I think is kind of cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the, 
burning drive to just make more and more and more money isn't always the the best thing. Certainly money helps in situations, but it's not always the the most important thing. It's how happy you are and your work-life balance and, you know, how happy and how homeful your home is. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't love to have tons of money and drive flash cars and have a Louis Vuitton purse and, you know, travel everywhere, five-star luxury hotels, but I don't need that. That's not what I want. I mean, I wouldn't obviously turn it down if it was available to me, but that's not what I want. What I want is to be able to have a nice home, be able to pay my bills with not without stressing out and saying, Oh God, I can't afford this or I can't afford that. I really want to be able to help my kids right? Because my kids are a little older than Drake. They're 17. Well, let's, let's assume birthdays, 19, 21, or sorry, 18, 21 and 24. So they're starting their lives and they are going to need a different kind of help other than mom's support and some turkey soup. So, you know, I don't need a lot, but I would like to have enough to be able to help my family and take care of my family. Right? Exactly. And that's what's important more than anything else, I think. Exactly. And I think, I think kids are, are nowadays, you know, they, they want the new phone and the fancy sneakers, but I think they also understand that um, they don't need that to be happy or to make a great life. So I hope no, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so how long have you been married, Rebecca? I know uh, just, about this for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> just over two years now. It's hard to believe. Two years of wedded bliss. Isn't that awesome? And you met Richard later in life. Mm -hmm. And the same as as Billy and I. And um, it's an interesting process, isn't it? Trying to meet somebody later in life and merge your world with theirs. And it's kind of a first process, I think. It's kind of a what process, sorry? horrific sorry oh 100% like it's a yeah. shit show like a certain percentage of the time but it's worth it right i mean i hear so many people say oh my god it's not worth it i but you know what it's it's tricky especially managing men who are older i say managing like on their handler right but but you kind of are in some ways yeah <clears throat> but managing an older man and i don't mean we're not married to geriatric men we're just married to men that are not 20 right we're they're over 40 but but older men tend to be a little bit set in their ways and so it's kind of tricky and i think you're in the same situation as me because richard never had kids and billy never had kids and we bring kids into their lives and and they're not always really great at adapting the way we are <laughs> Right. No, exactly. And I, you know, I always said from the beginning when we decided that we were to take this relationship and, and actually try to build a relationship that my son didn't need another father because he has a father that loves him very much. And, you know, so he needed a friend and he's, he's gone that route, but it, it has been rocky by times for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And that was, that was, I mean, Billy has called me right out flat out, he said, you know, the reason I was willing to pursue a relationship with you, because he always said he wanted a woman who doesn't have any kids. He said, the reason I'm willing to pursue a relationship with you is because your kids don't need a father. 
right? And some right. of my kids, they have a father who loves them and so no no parenting necessary. But at the same yeah. time, <clears throat> I think part of it is because we're such a gen- different generation, right? Like our generation, and I'm older than you, I know, but I think you're probably closer to me than than our kids. Um, our generation, we were sort of disciplined and 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 expected to behave a certain way and, you know, very respectful to our parents and kids these days are just a little more free spirited. And so, you know, we let them get away with it because we love our kids more than anything in the world, but the new man in our lives, although they love the kids, it's not the same. And they kind of look at them with a slightly more critical eye. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um just just had I didn't tell you about this. Had a little bit of a kerfluffle, not kerfluffle, but anyways, um because I don't know if I told you this, but um oh I did tell you the kids didn't do anything for my birthday. I just had a birthday a couple of weeks ago when I was in France, and I got the the obligatory text saying happy birthday, but I came back and they didn't do anything, and right. so, you know, and I'm thinking back when I was a kid, I would bust myself to do something for my mom, no matter what, even if it was mm-hmm. going out in the yard and picking dandelions, because that's what I thought was cool, whatever. But I would always do something for my mom. And, you know, JJ's 17. He's a 17-year-old boy. He's clueless, right? I get that. Except that he does love his mom. So, you know, these things should be easy to figure out. But anyways, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't, I was kind of disappointed in that. And for the record, I'm not suggesting they spend money or go buy me an extravagant present. Like anything, no, for sure. any acknowledgement would be good, right? And so Billy understood I was upset. So he texted the kids and said, hey, did you guys do anything for your mom for her birthday? And of course, that poked those pain points with those kids. <laughs> and I got, well, JJ, JJ responded to Billy, but not to me. But of course, Paris and Riley <laughs> did. And Riley was... um you know, she was kind of wringing her hands and she said, Billy's giving us the gears for not doing anything for your birthday. And she said, I feel really badly. She said, we meant to do, I wanted to do something, but she said, because she's an athlete, right? And she trains fucking 24 seven, it seems sometimes right. So she can't work. So she's a carded athlete. So she gets money to live. But she hasn't been paid by our wonderful Canadian government since August 10th. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she's got, you know, nary a pot to piss in. And so she said, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to do. And she said, I felt badly and I wanted to say something, but I didn't want it to seem like I was making excuses. And so it was kind of a good dialogue that I opened up with her saying, you know, Riley, I get that. And first of all, you need to tell me if you're strapped for cash and you're stressed out because stress is not what you want and, you know, I'll help you in any way I can. But I said, the other thing is that really the most amazing, most valuable thing in the world to me is being with them. So, you know, if she had said, Hey mom, I'm going to come down, you know, for your birthday, belated birthday thing, I'll come down to your house for a couple hours and let's bake something and show me how you made those pumpkin scones or whatever. Right. And as a mom, that would be amazing. Right. You know, yeah, that's all to... I ever want to. Exactly. So, and then Paris said, uh, Paris said, well, I bought those tickets for the comedy club for when you and Riley are in town. And I thought that would be your birthday. And I said, well, you should have said it like that. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> right. Anyways. But I mean, he was, he was trying to help out, but I don't know if Richard does this, but with Jake, well, no, but Drake is so Drake is, Drake is a different, I don't want to say nicer kid, but he's a nicer kid than my kids. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's different because you have three and, and Drake is an only child. So I think that they, that they, grow a little bit differently and and maybe attach themselves to their parents a little bit differently when they're the only one um so yeah but he's always been he's a you know he's a cancer and he's a poster child for that so he's a very emotional huggy clingy (laughs) type of child and and so yeah he's always there to do things for me and with me and yeah yeah see my kids is more like pulling teeth because they have been independent um, for so long doing their own thing with sports and school. Right. And but it run the place we run into problems that I, I suspect you don't run into problems with is Billy trying to intervene on my behalf. And that drives the kids crazy. It's like, Oh yeah. Billy doesn't need yeah, to that's... defend you to us. You're our mom you know, whatever. And so that, that causes a a few problems and I get where he's coming from. You know, he's, he loves me and he wants to protect me and doesn't want to see anybody be mean or hurtful to me, even if that's my kids. And as a mother, sometimes when your kids are assholes, you kind of let it go because you know, they don't mean it or there's something else going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Richard will come to me and he'll say things like, uh, you know, I don't like the way that he just spoke to you or whatever, but I've never really seen him go to drake and and say that right so he kind of brings it up to me in case i didn't notice it and then lets it go oh well that's good <laughs> billy doesn't billy will billy will <laughs> get and, and he has been known to raise his voice with the kids only when they're right. being shitty with me you know hey right. don't talk to your mother like that and i'll be honest with you although i hate being caught in the middle i do like him kind of saying that because somebody needs to say that to them and their dad doesn't or hasn't for a long time. So who knows? Yeah, I get more of the, you shouldn't let him do that, or you should make sure that you tell him not to do stuff like that. And, and that raises me up a little bit differently because I get upset saying, well, don't, you know, don't tell me how to mother my child is generally the feeling that I get from it. And he's much, much better about that now because we had that conversation a while back and um, really talked about it. So it it does seem to be a little bit better now, but that's what I was running into more than him going to Drake and saying, Hey, you should know. Yeah. And that's, that's, to be honest, that's a better way to handle it. I think part of the problem with Billy too, is he had, kind of a a tough upbringing not that they didn't have money I mean they weren't broke by any stretch but they certainly didn't spend any of their money on him and I think he was pretty much deprived of a lot of love and support like his stepfather was very much tough love um and like the stories that he tells me make me cringe and I would never treat Mm -hmm. like that so for him the the polar opposite upbringing from him to the youth of today, you know, he thinks they're spoiled, rotten, and entitled. And it's just, it right. is the way it is, right? He goes, oh, when I was a kid, I didn't have a $1,000 phone. When you were a kid, $1,000 phones didn't exist. Right? right? Exactly. 
you know? So you have to compare apples to apples, but it's all part of the process of, of blending families and learning to, um, to get to know each other and to accept each other's values and, and beliefs and preferences and whatnot. Absolutely. And when it works, like it it has been in my case it's amazing you know and there have been some bumpy patches at the beginning but things are are smoothed out and I think part of that is because Drake was 10 when Richard met him so you know not the little little kid anymore and um, but yeah things are things are going well and and they've blended their their good friends now and I like that so I love that because it doesn't hurt yeah. for him to have, because he lives with you. So the majority of time is spent with you. It's not bad to have a right. man influence there with him to, uh, you know, do the manly things, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Because <laughs> the manly things now don't let him teach him bad habits, right? All the, the, <laughs> the bad habits that we talk about with our guys and the, uh, the man colds and the oblivious <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes, man, I just, I, sh- I want to shake my head and say, do you think about what you said or do you, do you know what you're doing or not doing? Right. I know things just come <laughs> flying out of their mouths and we're like, <laughs> and it's like, did you mean to say that out loud? I had, yeah, I, exactly. I had a partner one time. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, we were together. It was the guy before, um, Billy, who you have heard about. And um, mm-hmm. we're driving along one time and he goes, I don't know why I never buy you flowers. I always used to buy my other partner's flowers all the time. Thanks. I'm like, didn't you think before you said that out loud? Like, honest to God, it's so funny. Yeah. And I see a little bit of that in JJ too. JJ will say stuff and I just look at him and I shake my head and go, honest to God. JJ asked me if he could borrow my car to drive to New Brunswick with his friend Scott because Scott is afraid his girlfriend is cheating on him. Oh no. And I'm like, um, <laughs> no, absolutely no. Don't be ridiculous. And, well, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good for you, sweetheart. Happy to you never hurts to ask, but no way. But and no. He doesn't he didn't get mad when I said no because I think he understood the ridiculousness of it. But I mean 17 years old, I'm gonna give him my car to drive to New Brunswick for the weekend. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> and you know he's asking don't get involved. Right? And if Scott wants to check on his girlfriend, that's between him and his parents to figure out, not you and me. And right. obviously he wouldn't even suggest or conceive or think about asking his dad for his car. Right. So no. funny. But <laughs> I mean, when you're 17, these are big problems, right? They are. Yeah, absolutely. Does Drake know what he wants to do after school yet? Uh, not really. He's, um, you know, he had talked a little bit about going into sciences. He's very, very, very strong in sciences and math and of space. So there was some, chatter about um going on and maybe doing physics and getting into wow you know space type things but uh yeah i don't know i think he's only just going into grade 10 so he while he does need to start figuring that out now he still has a little bit of time um he's taking a lot of sciences but also some drama this year which will be interesting and oh that'll be fun he's still young right he's still got lots of time i think to to try to figure it out and see where he wants to go with that 
Absolutely. I know he wants to travel, so that's good. good. He wants to spend, yeah, he wants to spend six months or so backpacking across Europe when he's done high school. I think that's absolutely wonderful, and uh, can't wait for for that to happen for him to get all those super cool experiences. There you go. We can be waiting in France with a drink. Yes, absolutely. Because I told him if he's moving to Europe, so am I. <laughs> Not necessarily with him, but close, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> That's because where I'd rather be. Yes, well, we're we're going to initiate you to the world of Krista and France in May, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can't wait. But you've been to France lots, right? When you were younger? Yeah. 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 My dad was uh was a French teacher and he used to take students to France every summer for six weeks of French immersion. So we spent a lot of time. Um, I guess I was probably five the first time I went over. And uh, yeah, so some time in Paris, a lot of time going down through the Loire Valley and uh, into Brittany, which I love. Wow, and uh, I haven't been I haven't been over in a long time, um, although I was in Greece recently, but well, recently, four years ago. Uh, but yeah, I just love Europe and everything it has to offer, and I can't wait to go back. Ah, c'est très bien. Um, so you're going to be my translator, right? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I've lost a lot of my French. Don't let my dad listen to this because he'll be appalled. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I can, uh, you know, I think very well in French. It's just when I try to speak it that uh, it doesn't sound anything other than gibberish. So. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you should see me flitting my way through the countryside. I mean, <laughs> I'll go up and ramble something off to somebody and I'll turn to Billy and say, I may have just asked him to have sex with his sheep, but I think <laughs> I asked him if he has wine for sale. You know, like <laughs> I never, and my, my, my typical line is, je parle français comme un vache espagnol. That's yes. I love it. Yes. You speak French exactly. like a Spanish cow. Yes. <laughs> So that's what I, and most people think that's quite funny. And normally I get the response. Oh no, you speak French very well. I only have one <laughs> tense. I can do yep. the present. There's no future <laughs> past or past participle or future prosh or anything like that. Yeah. None present. of that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. spitting it out like little by little, but I, I find I tend to throw all of my tenses in. So I'm just kind of all over the place. Because nice. I, I just that. remember specific words. I don't know. <laughs> so you must have been bilingual when you were a kid, though, almost. Pretty close. And uh, like, because we were to only go over in the summer, so we'd kind of forget it all year. And then, you know, as soon as you get dropped into it after a couple of days, really, you you pick it up again. And it's like riding a bicycle, right? You just yeah. fall into it and, and off you go. And you, you kind of retain more than you think you do. When you're a kid, he did a little bit and still does. Um, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of that because my mom doesn't speak French. So, right. uh, we were mostly in English households and, you know, other than when we were away. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, Riley and Paris both, um, did French immersion, late immersion. And so their French is great. Um, Paris would argue that her French is better than mine. She knows more words and she does actually know more than just the present tense, but her mm -hmm. accent is atrocious, like absolutely atrocious. She'd be like a bonjour, comment, sava. And right. like a little better than that, but like no accent. And Riley, I think Riley's French is pretty good. And Riley's boyfriend, Foster, is completely bilingual. He's from Montreal and he went to school in 
in France and Reims. And, um, but Riley won't speak to Foster in French. No, no. So, and I, it's a gift. I mean, you don't want to lose it. And Riley will speak to other French paddlers and stuff in French. But apparently mm-hmm. they make fun of her French because she speaks more of a Parisian French than a Quebec French. Um, but she won't speak French to Foster. And I keep saying, you need to speak French to Foster. And she goes, nope, not there yet. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to have somebody, right? Well, um, it's, it's different because if she's speaking Parisian French, that's what I grew up with, too, is Parisian and French. And it's so different from Quebec. Um, you know, I lived in northern Ontario for a while and they speak um kind of a, a Quebecer style French up there and they didn't understand a word I was saying. Were I you could near Capus Casing? I, no I was uh, very close to Capus Casing. I was in uh Timmins and Matheson. I lived for a while in Iroquois Falls and wow. uh, worked in Matheson. Yeah. Yeah, Drake was born in Timmins actually. Interesting. I mean I knew I, I only relatively recently found out the Capus Casing was French. And um, mm-hmm. I never really thought about it being around like Timmins and places like that, but I guess that makes sense because it's it, also it, close to the. It's so border. close to the border, yeah, yeah. So it's we in the used of to nowhere. get people coming. In. It is literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, you know, and I'd like to go back just once now that Drake is older, so that he can see where he was born and where I used to work. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to live there again for sure. When I worked at Jazz. Um, in the operations center, I we used to have to cancel flights out of Timmins because it was too cold. They couldn't get the plane started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and they were like teensy tiny little planes too. And I can remember my mom saying when she flew in when I was getting close to deliver Drake, and she flew in and she said that she was looking at the windows and she's like, "How do you get around?" I couldn't see any roads anywhere. There was nothing but trees. <laughs> Guess we just walk through the trees wherever we want to go in Timmins. Yeah. Oh yeah, why not? Right? Literally the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Probably snowmobiles and four wheelers on the streets. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun to yeah. see a place like that. Now they don't have polar bears and stuff there, do they? Uh no. No. And there's a town called Cochrane. They have um polar bears there, but they're in kind of like a, a zoo. Um but it was kind of cool to see them. But no. Um, there are wolves. I can remember seeing wolves and lots of brown bears or black bears, I should say. Black um, bears are friendly. You know, at the oh, sure, yeah. You just want to give them a big hug. <laughs> well, Billy told me he was. He used to work um, in a work camp in northern Labrador. In um, oh, I can't remember the name of the place. Anyways, um, and something inlet. Davis Inland, maybe. Anyways, um, he used to work there and he said there are all sorts of bears, like dump bears, like you said. And he said one time a little baby bear, which sounds very cute, came into the mess hall and was, you know, kind of running around and was swell, except that Mama Bear was outside the door and nobody wanted to deal with Mama Bear. Yeah, no, no. We stay away from mamas. Yeah. I can remember many times because, of course, there's no garbage pickup. You, there's a certain day that you can go to the dump and drop off your your garbage, and you'd go up to this little hut, and a person working there would say, "Okay, you want to go to this zone today because the bears are not there today." Oh my God, really? So, yeah. So then we'd go to where the bears were instead. You know, oh, yeah. which is, you know, not great, but they were so cute, and we always liked watching them. So. 
Well, somebody said recently around here, because we've got bears in our neighborhood and every couple of days, somebody posts a picture of a bear in their yard, a little black bear. Um, but somebody said that there haven't been, there hasn't been in many, many years, an incident of a black bear attacking a human. So oh, I don't think, so. I think, I think that they, if you leave them alone, they do their own thing, but I don't know. That's pretty much the same with all the wildlife, I think. You just walk away from it. Um, we've got coyotes right now. Last night I was woken up in the middle of the night by a bunch of coyotes out in the field behind our house, howling and really? carrying on. Of course, made my dogs go insane. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't even imagine. I've never seen a coyote. Apparently there are coyotes around here too. We did see a fox. Yeah. We've seen a couple foxes. We saw a silver fox one time, which I've never seen because I'm used to the red foxes. And this mm-hmm. guy was strutting along our street and he was mostly black with silver accents. It was kind of cool. Yeah, they're really cool. And in France, there are deer and foxes, which you see somewhat regularly. And then um apparently there's wild boar, but I have never seen one, but people say you see them all the time. And apparently they're vicious. Like you don't go anywhere. Like if you see. Oh them, yeah. No, no. I've yeah. heard the same thing and I don't recall ever seeing them either. Um, but I, I do remember, you know, my parents saying, watch out. There could be boar here when we were visiting places like Karnak and that sort of thing. And, and also telling us to be careful of vipers too. So. Viper. Oh no, hold on. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> told me there's snakes in France. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, again, I've never seen one. So who knows? It could just be my parents telling us to stay out of the grass. But I've seen lots of um, spiders. The house tends to have some spiders. Some, and I'm getting better with the big spiders. But um, but yeah, I've seen a few big spiders and a couple of centipedes. So this last trip, I didn't see any centipedes, which was really a nice, oh, that's good. nice break. Good. I think they're disgusting. They <laughs> yes, just move so along so fast with all those legs, right? <laughs> but I, I think it's funny. Um, <clears throat> the French, they, it, it's a common practice, ritual, whatever you want to call it, to go wild boar hunting. So right. in typical French fashion, they, you know, the group gathers to go boar hunting. They bring out tables. They have a big meal, lots of red wine, and then go boar hunting. <laughs> yes. Because drinking and guns, it's the natural combo, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Bread, cheese, wine, and guns. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Who, wouldn't, who wouldn't have fun in an event like that oh my god <laughs> i kind of want to go i'm not gonna lie right well i kind of want to go because i assume the food would be spent spectacular absolutely because they're not going there with you know a sandwich wrapped in saran wrap they probably have tablecloths and cutlery and plates and mm-hmm. you know pate and amazing cheeses and fresh baguette and you know stews and all sorts of good stuff yes so yeah. definitely want to go there <laughs> definitely well that's our plan we'll go in may and and maybe we'll wander through the woods and pretend we're boar hunting just that's right just eat in the woods exactly right it's, some people call like it a picnic it. we call it boar hunting whatever right <laughs> find our own way through that's perfect exactly right? oh my god 
All right. Well, I think we'll wrap this puppy up for today. Keep them short and sweet. And then that improves the chances that people will listen to them. Absolutely. <laughs> listen to us rambling on about whatever. But you know what? We're pretty entertaining, I think. Right? I so, think so. I think yeah. So. so who wouldn't yeah, want to listen to us? But it's always kind of fun to listen to snippets of other people's lives, right? Everybody's um, inherently nosy and wants to know a little bit about other people. So I think so. Yeah. Good. And to see how we relate to everybody else around us too, right? Exactly. Right. And I mean, especially with me being a dating coach, you and I have the similar over 40 dating experience and we understand the the melding of families and stuff like that. So, and then there's, you know, we like to, to experience new things and whatever. So, yeah. So it's great. Yeah. absolutely, Perfect. Well, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. And thanks for um, having me. A lot of fun. I will, you will be back and I don't know when I'm going to schedule my next one because I'm off again tomorrow, but um, we'll schedule another one soon and we'll think of something other wild and exciting topic that we can hit upon. For sure. Sounds good. All right. Have an awesome day. You too, Krista. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.